Hi, everybody. I'm Lori. I am with The Wife Expert, and I am so glad you're here. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing, but the woman who's beside me right now is wonderful, and she lives in Australia, and she's been going through what most of you have been going through. And what a great way to experience this than to actually do it live with someone willing to do it. So I'm not exactly sure how much coaching I'm going to give her, more or less let you be on the ride with her. Meaning we're going to talk to her maybe every week, depending on every things are going, or every two weeks or every three weeks. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to call every episode, episode one, episode two, episode three, just like TV, <laughs> except it's, it's here and it's free and it's on YouTube. And speaking of that, please make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. You help me, you help this channel grow, you help me just you know, get out there to see more people. So please also forward this to anyone that you might think might find value in this woman's story. And I'm not going to share her name with you, but her name we're going to go as called Tali and she's in Australia and we're going to go through some things that have happened to her. Um, so anyway, again, I don't know what I'm doing. We're going to kind of make this up as we go. So Tali, hi. Hi. Hey, yo. Uh, I'm fantastic. I'm so glad we finally figured out how to get you on here. Okay. So let's start at the beginning because yes. in the beginning of an episode of a series, you have to know all the background. So how old are you? I'm, I've just turned 42 and my husband is, well, I don't feel young. My husband is 48, about to turn 49 early in the new year. So okay. yeah, just about a so, five to six years. I know, which is really great because normally this is very rare. Usually the girls I talk to, they're usually older yep. or they're about the same age. It's rare for the woman to be younger and it's really rare for this, rare for this gap. But I also want to share with everybody why, how happy you are, because it took us forever to get her on here. And now she's like, I did it. So she's so happy. So this isn't normally her day-to-day -day mojo, but it is right now. So, okay. So you guys are about seven years apart. And about six he, years. Yeah. Six years. He was six married years. before? He was married before. So um, we met online um, many, many years ago. I would have been about mm -hmm. 20. Not a dating uh, site. Not a dating site. Back in the day of Yahoo Chat when chat rooms were just blowing up and um, he was living overseas at the time with his current wife. Where? Um, the in Philippines. the Philippines for work. Yep. And um, I was just really on this Australian chat site, chat room, just to talk to people. I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't dating or anything. I was at partying. I was at uni. I was out and about having fun. Um, and we just clicked and we just started talking more. It was definitely just complete friendship. Um, we shared a lot of common interests with sport and um, just the degree I was studying at the time. So, um, yeah, we just started Which talking. Which was? What was your degree? Yeah, so I'm a dental hygienist um, and he had done a degree in exercise science. So he'd sort of known a lot of background stuff. Exercise in science? Yeah, which is, is really weird. Um, sort of like a physiotherapist. Um, it's sort of like a, a, a back end of treating sporting injuries. But he ended okay. up, never ended up doing it. He ended up in IT, so now he's okay. an IT professional. So, um, yeah, and we used to just chat online. Um, things, he was there for about a year and we would just chat as friends. I would tell him about boys I was dating and whatnot. Um, 
back then there was no FaceTime. So occasionally we'd email photos of what we look like <laughs> just to say who was on the other end. Um, and then his marriage started to fall apart. So he got married quite young. He was uh, Christian. So his family was very religious. Um, and it was the whole marry someone from church. I think he was probably about 23 when he got married. So by this time when I was talking to him, he was about 25 because I was about 19 or 20. Um, and he started to open up that he wasn't happy and whatnot. Um, uh, then he moved back to Australia, probably uh, I would have been just almost 21, um, and his marriage started to fall apart and end. I never found any sort of uh, – I, I loved him as a person. He became my best friend basically. Um, we'd been talking for about a year and a bit by this stage, uh, but I never really thought anything – of anything romantic in that sense until much later on into our friendship. Um, as his marriage was falling apart, uh, we would talk quite a lot. Um, and yeah, then he ended his marriage. I wasn't dating anyone at the time. We had met by this stage. So when he came back to Australia, we did catch up. He'd visited with a friend of his and we all hung out and whatnot. Um, and yeah, then we started a relationship. Uh, I, I sort of realized I had feelings for him. He sent me 21 red roses on my 21st birthday. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, those feelings I had were just, yeah, like nothing I've ever had before. So, okay, so hold on a second. I've got questions and I'm sure, yes, you know, go. just now, because we've already done this and it didn't go well because of our recording. So, but now <laughs> yeah. that I'm hearing this again, I, I have questions I want to ask. Yes. Um, back when, he was still married and it was kind of falling apart. Did you investigate and ask him what was wrong? Like, you know, he had just promised to be with this woman for the rest of his life. They moved yeah. away together. And I actually, with my own husband, we moved to New Zealand for two years mm. and we were isolated and our love grew really well because no one else was around. It was just him, him and I. So I can imagine two people going to another country being isolated together, they would their bond would grow. So mm. I'm curious if he shared anything at all about he did what he was used, happening. Yeah, he used to say that um, he he would mention that he never really wanted to get married in the first place, but just felt he had to. Um, Why? Because that uh, because that was the thing to do, and you couldn't be intimate with someone until you got married. Mm. Um, in in their their Anglican, which I, don't, I think it's like Church of England. Um, and he just said he never really clicked with that person. She had very different interests. She was quite lazy, would sit on the couch. Just, um, yeah, I think he just said that he kind of felt like it had to be, it was just sort of that next step that had to be done. But he he never was truly, he said he was never truly happy with her and it was a very different different thing sort of you know all the all the friends from church marry other people from church and um it's funny because as his marriage fell apart that's when he left religion as well so he's become very much an atheist for 20 odd years now so um mm. okay so yeah. that's interesting so he did fall apart did that lady ever meet you no oh okay. i did actually i met her many many years later they've got mutual friends at a a friend's wedding wedding so I met her did she think you had anything to do with the demise of their marriage uh 
I think she'd think it have it would play a part in it because of our okay. friendship. Yeah. So I would imagine so. Okay. Um, my hu- my husband didn't really cuddle contact with her. They kind of went their separate ways. She's married and has children now. So um, okay, I was just curious. I, I imagine there would have been some some bitterness there. Yeah, but he was only married to her for five years. Oh, not even. Probably about three, maybe. Yeah. So. Uh, I think they got married when they were about 23. By the time he was about 25, 26, it was pretty much. I think by the yeah. time he moved back to Australia, she'd moved back about six months earlier. He moved back and, uh, yeah, then it kind of all fell apart. So, mm. um, yeah, so then we started dating um, and we would fly backwards and forwards. Um, but He's not from Melbourne, so I'm from Melbourne, which is southern <laughs> Australia, and he's up in Sydney. Um, so we would fly backwards and forwards and we'd, we'd keep talking and our, our relationship really grew just because we were just so open talking and honest with each other and we'd tell each other everything. Like I said, he, he became my best friend. He still is my best friend. It's the hardest part of all of this. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so, yeah, we started dating in probably about 2003. Um, I didn't know how it was going to work with him living up there and me down here. And then he just ended up on our doorstep one day and said, I'm going to move, I'm going to move here. And that was late 2003, early 2004. And he never left. So when did you get married? Uh, we got engaged in at the end of 2005 and we were married in 2006. So, okay. Um, okay. So two kids, right? Two kids. So our daughter, yeah, our daughter is going to be 15 in the start of the year. Um, and our son is going to be 13 in March. So sort of when this, all this went down about 12 and 12 and 14. So yeah, teenage kids. So everything was great up until when? Um, look, we had our ups and downs. We are very different people, different personalities. Everybody Um, says that we're (laughs) different people. What people do you know are the same people, right? It was like, we're that's that's the reason the husbands want to leave. We're just different. <laughs> you like TV and I like to play sports. You know, it's like, of course we're different. That's why we are together because we are different. That's why it works. If I had someone that was like me, it wouldn't work. You freaking hate them. Yeah. So that's why it just works so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had our ups and downs like all relationships. No, no one's perfect, but... There was a bit of an episode probably uh, I would say when our son was about one and a half years old, um, there was a, um, I think around that time a lot had happened. I I kept, you know, when you have young kids and as a mum you're, I was working so I always went back to work quite early on and I'd only work a few days a week so I was home with the kids and juggling that. and then my dad got cancer um, and that was really hard because my family is very, very close. They live about 10 houses away from me. So wow. I'm a Greek, I'm from a Greek family. So we are very much family's life, family's everything. It um, is. Yeah. And my dad got cancer. I was trying to help out in his business because he's sort of in a dental industry but a different end and different area more in the back end um so I was back at uni part-time as well and I didn't realize at the time I had a quite I started to get some postnatal depression I 
I was in my 30s, so late 20s by then. No, late 20s. So I didn't really know much about that. Um, And my husband started to pull away quite a lot sort of very similar to what happened around this time very became very withdrawn uh he's an introvert so he would spend hours just playing video games or watching tv I'd be going out with I'd say let's go out with friends he wouldn't come so I ended up just going with my friends and just trying to you know just have me time or adult time that wasn't around kids and cancer and business and work and everything else that piles onto you um and it got to the point where I just stopped inviting him because I would always, it was just the rejection of, no, I'm not coming. No, I'm not coming. He wouldn't talk to me. He would stay up late, wait till I go to bed. So the communication was just dying. Um, and as you say, Laurie, I found a blanket, <laughs> which I'm not oh, proud of. That's right. <laughs> this happened. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. You did tell me this. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about so, that. Um, for those of pe- for those people who don't know what a blanket is, would you mind sharing what that is? Yes, it's basically just something that uh, another person that makes you feel good when mm-hmm. you need to feel good and feel comforted. Um, and unfortunately, I found a blanket in um, this person. Uh, it was pure, more physical. There was no sort of emotional connection there but it did sort of happen a couple of times over the space of maybe an 18 month period um I was in a very it's very hard to explain because a lot of that time I I don't remember I remember I was just in this massive cloud of sadness all the time so that blanket made me feel good (laughs) um and it made me feel stuff that my husband was not making me feel for quite a while um was it more physical though or was it like were you sitting there having conversations with him? Um, it was more physical, but we would have conversations, but usually around alcohol. So we would be out drinking and um, this person doesn't live in this state, so they only visited occasionally um, and I knew him from a, an old friend of a friend. So, um, yeah, it was just – it was terrible. It was it was something that took me a long time to forgive myself for. Um but like everything, uh, <laughs> these things come out and my husband did, I think he found a text message or something and confronted me and um, the day he confronted me, it was just like a weight had lifted off me. It's really hard when you're in that sort of state. It's a really hard feeling to explain because you're feeling so down on yourself that when you're being drawn to this blanket makes you feel good and you get that hit of oh I am still alive I am I can be happy life can be good so it was just really hard to sort of try and break that cycle and I didn't break it until it my husband confronted me and at that moment I, I remember standing in our kitchen and this was probably in about late 2015 so it was at least a year or so after I stopped seeing this person and whatnot, I sort of started to get myself some help for my postnatal depression, which um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know much about at the time. And yeah, when he confronted me, it was like a a weight had lifted off me. Um, And I just looked at him and said, I just want to fight for our marriage. And I did. He was very, very hurt. I went to counselling on my own, 
Um, he started to come around, come to counselling and we really worked hard on it together and he told me he forgave me um, and he didn't want to break up and yeah, we, well, I thought we'd move past it. I, I still think we'd move past it. I still think he forgave me. Um, we never really brought that up ever again. Um, it was sort of something we just left in the past. And yeah, I mean, obviously that, that has surfaced quite a bit lately with what my husband's going through as a, I guess, a dagger that he throws at me. Mm. Um, but yeah, we moved past that and then life was great. Life was really good. Our relationship sort of went to a bit of a next level. Um, there was a lot of things we discussed at marriage counselling together. And it, this counsellor is more of a, an overall counsellor or therapist, psychologist. Um, and she's fantastic. It just helped me a lot to grow up. Um, I didn't realise that I was quite immature at the time. And um, she really did a lot of work with me at that point. So that was great. Um, and, yeah, I life was great. We would talk. We would do things. We'd go on holidays. We, you know, balance things really well. Um, COVID hit. <laughs> uh, I wasn't allowed to work. I'm from a city that got locked down for about 200 and something days overall. Yeah, so we, that, yeah. <laughs> not fun. We, were n- we were not loving life. Um, by this point, my husband had started working from home for a company. He transferred out of an office job and started uh, working from home for a big American company. Um, this was about a year or two before COVID. And uh, COVID hit. It was great. I was around with the kids. Um, life was great. Um, and then when we started to come out of COVID lockdowns and life would go back to normal, that's when I probably looking back now, I'd start to see all the cracks appear. <clears throat> My husband got a big sort of promotion, I'd say around about the end of 2021. And that job promotion was not good for him. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of working many hours, days, nights, weekends, he was always checking his phone. Um, there was there was no disconnect for him from work and he was doing his old job so he was sort of juggling two jobs and the stress was just piling in on him. About April of tw- uh, March or April of 2022, he had an ab- a bit of a crying meltdown episode and just said, Where? I can't do th- Just at home. Um just Did he just walk in and tell you that? Or was it like he was sitting there at dinner? He was laying on the couch? What was he doing? No, he, he was, had this it was a, yeah, it was mid-morning and he just came into the bedroom as I was getting ready for the day and he just started lying on the bed and crying and I just hugged him. and. What did he say? He, was, he just said, I just can't, I don't know what's going on. I just, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't deal with the pressure of this job is so hard. So he kept saying it was this job. It was this job. This job's just too much. It's just thick. Everyone is constantly at me is what he said. That was, I remember those words. Everyone is constantly at me. Um, so. What did you say to him? I'm getting my sweater. <laughs> I was just comforting him. Um, and I'm a, as a woman, we want to fix things. So I was like, right, let's get you sorted. What can we do? Do you want to go to the doctors? Do you want to um, 
I he actually wanted to go back and see that psychologist therapist that we used to see because like I said she does do a lot of independent counseling and trauma therapy and all sorts of stuff so he booked an appointment and saw her and that was great and I reached out I reached out to his sister at the time who she's even old she's about seven years older than him so she's in her mid-50s and being from an IT professional I thought they could click about supporting each like she could maybe give him some tools um and he spoke to her and you know came around and said okay I feel so much better she gave him a lot of suggestions of get dressed up when you're working for the day to separate home from work get out of your sweatpants and now he tells me that that therapist had given him a lot of tools as well which he said he never followed any of them (laughs) um Okay, that's successful. Yeah, I know. Um, And then I think, you know, at the time, thinking back now, we were all busy, kids, work, whatnot. I kept asking him. I knew he wasn't okay, but I kept saying to him, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Are you okay? Yep, 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 I'm fine. It's all good. I'm fine. It's just work. It's just work. I blame myself a lot for a while now that I didn't push harder, but I know now that no matter how hard I asked him or pushed, he would not have spoken to me about any of it. Pushed, yeah, it, pushed him to do what? What were you like? Talk. We're trying to just, just talk. open up and just tell me what's going through his head and how can I help him? But he didn't. Do you think he, he didn't know? He doesn't know. And I don't he think, didn't know what yeah, to say. he didn't know. He, do, yeah, he didn't know. Um, so then... It would have been, I would say, September, October of 2022. He would start to drink a lot more. That was his coping mechanism at the end of a workday. Drink, play video games, just very escapism. So he was pulling away from me a lot. Uh, I was just thinking, okay, Christmas is coming up. We've got a big holiday coming up. Let's just make it to Christmas and Hopefully that will help him recharge and come out of this funk that he just looked like he was just in this funk. And, you know, I'd give him suggestions of if you don't like your job, let's look for something else. Let's speak to your boss. He had a mentor in this job, which, and there were so many people that he could have reached out to and he just didn't. He just said, I don't want to fail at it. I just can't fail at it. And if I say something, they'll think I'm a failure. So just leave it he actually ended up doing the job of two people for about six or seven months and that was just ridiculous so a lot of that going on these days yes yeah um and then there was a lot of whenever he was drinking the anger would start to come out and I've never seen this man angry ever um he used to be a fun have a few drinks we'd have some fun but the anger started to come out He'd stop wanting to come out for, if I don't say, let's go watch a movie, let's go and have breakfast. He'd stop wanting to come out. He'd always say, no, no, no. Um, and then he started to bring up my affair um, in his drinking episodes. Um, and a lot of the times he wouldn't remember the next day what he'd said, but he knew he'd been mean to me and he'd always apologize and I'm a very forgiving person. I maybe I'm too forgiving. <laughs> so maybe it's a fault. No such thing. <laughs> there is no you either forgive or you don't. That's it. Yeah. I'm I'm just of the notion of it happened. I can't change it. 
let's just leave it and move on and let's that's just healthy. do it better. That's yeah, healthy. That's what we're supposed to do. Have yeah. amnesia every day. Have Alzheimer's yeah. every day. Let it go. Today's a new day. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then bomb drop happened. Uh, it was about the 11th or 12th of December. So right before Christmas. Hey. <laughs> last year? Yeah, last year. I had my one year bomb drop anniversary. <laughs> Um, not that we should, not that we should celebrate that. Okay. So a year ago. Okay. So to walk me through what it's been like this whole year. So he tells you on bomb drop, what did he say? Uh, well, firstly, he woke up that morning. I was getting changed. I, um, I work two jobs. So I have my normal job as a hygienist. And then my second job is my own little side business, sort of still in the dental industry. And that job is purely so I can just get money together and put it aside so we can go and have awesome family holidays. And he always loved that about me. And, you know, if mortgages are paid and all the bills are paid, let's enjoy this time with our kids while they're young. So we've been been you're amazing that's amazing (laughs) that's that's everyone's attitude I love that that should be everyone's attitude but go ahead yeah well as a mom because I work so much and because my husband works so much and I just feel like I want to at least have one school holidays with the kids where hey we're going to do this awesome thing together and my kids still talk about these holidays uh, we've been to Europe we've been to we did a Caribbean cruise we've just Great. We've done so many things um, and it was something that I would work hard for for 12 to 18 months and then we'd go and do this awesome thing and that was just me. That was my – I loved holidays and my husband would never plan anything. He's like, that's your thing. You just plan it. I'll come along. And always, oh, amazing holiday. We had the best time. Um, <clears throat> so I worked two jobs and um, I was getting up that morning to go to my second little side business. I actually had a few patients to see that morning <clears throat> and – he was going to walk the dog. And I said, oh, I'll come with you. He said, no, 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 I just want to be on my own. I said, okay. And I was getting dressed. And he's like, oh, nice tits. <laughs> I think I've oh, told you this right. before. <laughs> say that again because like, oh. I don't think everyone heard that. What did he say? Nice tits. <laughs> Were you naked or was it in a bra? I was taking my, I was, I was taking my top off. So I think I was putting my bra on at the time. And I was so like, he oh, says nice tits. And <laughs> you're the, like, oh, hi. You have no day. idea what's coming. Okay. No idea. Oh, um, you remember this. So funny. Okay, now what did he say? What was the words he said? Then he rocked up to where I was working, um, to the clinic, the little clinic, about an hour before my patient's coming. He knows I've got patients coming. And he just walks in and he's looking grey. And he'd been looking pretty rubbish for quite a few months, just withdrawn and tired and always wanting to sleep and struggling to sleep and couldn't sleep at night and um he just said I think I want to separate (laughs) I remember when he came in I thought oh no something's happened to his parents but he said I think I want to separate and I was just like what (laughs) he's like I'm not happy I I just want to separate um and then I was just shocked so I remember sitting with him trying to talk it through and then I had to sort of shut all that down, go and see my patient, come back and kind of finish this conversation. Um, And he's, I haven't been happy for a long time. I can't, you don't do this. You don't do enough housework. You don't, um, 
you bought the dog and I didn't want the dog, even though I said yes. So the dog was another thing. Um, just the little things that he picked at were they are stupid. None of them matter. They're stupid. That's not a reason to abandon your entire family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I said, okay, you want me to do more housework? Fine. Let's come up with a schedule. Um, no, but it's not that you should just know to do this. I shouldn't have to ask you to do this. And I'm like, well, the thing is he, this man worked from home and he's always been a bit of a procrastinator. So he would sit at home and do some housework and put the laundry on and clean up the kitchen. So we wouldn't have to start his work day of this job that he hated, but I can see that everyone can see that, but him, um, and then he started to nitpick at all these little, just, I can't even remember some of the stuff he said, cause it was just so oh, stuff that had happened in our twenties or, you know, when we were dating and this, this, and this happened when we were like very early dating, I can't even remember some of this stuff. And I was like, but we were kids, we were growing up, like just move on. Um, and he, he kept, um, and then when he sort of ran out of things to say, and he's like, and I can't get over what you did. And, and it's just that. So, um, I did everything that every woman does, cried, begged, stopped eating. I lost quite a bit of weight. Um, my husband leaves you diet. (laughs) Um, I, (laughs) it was good. (laughs) I had to get up and front work every day for those eight days or seven days before Christmas. And, see patients and I worked in a very busy orthodontic clinic but I was lucky my boss is a female and she's in her early 60s late late 50s and she's like she became a second mum to me Mm. so I had to walk in and say to her look don't ask me if I'm okay because I'm not this and this and this has happened and I'll probably be crying over patients um (laughs) which I was um (laughs) just the vision of you sitting over someone's teeth so I've got my mask on and then I've just got like these tears coming into my mask and my dental assistants are sitting next to me and they know there's something wrong and they're just kind of patting me and this was only a week before Christmas so then we're on break for a couple of weeks um and I didn't tell anyone that this had happened. The only people that knew were my parents. I didn't tell any of my friends because I, I thought, nah, this isn't, he's just, he's in a mess. He's going to come out of it. And he was still home and we were still being intimate. So I went into overdrive that Christmas trying to do everything, trying to help him, trying to talk to him. And some days he was good and then other days he'd put walls up and start drinking and just come at me. Mm. Um he didn't spend Christmas with us. This was last Christmas. He went to his family in Sydney um, and then he came back and told me that he wasn't coming on our family holiday to we were going to Bali at the time. Um, so I was going to go with the two kids on my own. Um, my very best friend is this beautiful Texan lady that lives 10 doors down from me. We've been friends since our firstborns were six weeks old and she's just got the heart of gold. And she called me on Boxing Day and said, Day hey, after Christmas. That's day the day after, after Christmas. Christmas. Day yeah. after Christmas. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, I forgot. Yeah. Hey, we've just booked to come to Bali with you guys. Me and my boys are coming um, and Wonderful. my brother's coming from Texas. So we're all coming. At the time, she knew no idea what was happening. Um, 
Yeah, because oh, I hadn't told anyone and she was my best friend and I hadn't wow. told her. Um, and I said to her, I'm so glad because this and this and this has happened. And it, she was almost like a godsend that she came. Mm-hmm. Our, it's a Gadwick. Yeah. So we had the best time. The kids oh, the kids had the best time. Oh. I didn't, but yeah, <laughs> we, had, we had a great time. <laughs> um, and then we've come home and my husband's just – oh, I've got this work conference in New Orleans, so I'm leaving next week. So then he was gone for another two weeks and just hardly called, didn't call me, didn't call the kids. Um, so I barely saw him. In Did they know? Did the kids know it was happening? No. Good. No. Dad is on a work trip. That's all they yep. need to know. Good. Dad was Dad was still living here. Yeah, um, right. Perfect. Perfect. Then I was – So now we're in trying- February. Yeah, I was trying my hardest. I was doing everything right but everything wrong. Mm. Um, Mind you, I knew nothing about you and (laughs) your stuff. So, But I was just fighting for this marriage. I was like, this is just, he's he's not himself. This man went from being this most amazing husband to showering us with love and kindness. He would never, ever be like this and be so cruel and cold and the stuff he was saying to me was just there was two things he said that were just absolutely horrible of one of them was how he resented my body which what? he told me yeah what does he that resented, mean I, how could you resent words, someone's body his words were I resent your body for all the times that you knocked me back or I couldn't have you or I couldn't we weren't together or just it was just weird things like that. So like and we had a pretty healthy Hold on. I, I gotta understand that. I resent your body for all the times I what? I think he was trying to say it in the way of all the times that I knocked him back from what having does that sex. Mean? Like oh, you said you know, no. Yeah. You know, oh. as a female, sometimes you're too tired or something's happened. Was or, that often or like out of like how many times would he would he ask to have sex uh, that you would say no? Maybe, I don't know, once or twice a, a month maybe. Okay. Um, but most of the time we would have sex pretty often. Like I don't know what, what's healthy or whatnot, but, you know, at least once a week, once a whatever. So um, I'm just going to slide this in here right now for everyone who's listening to this so far. My yep. attitude about sex in a marriage, if someone wants it, the Give other it. person just goes, <laughs> Let's go. I just want you to know yeah. I'm a little tired. I might knock off halfway through, but <laughs> just be like, abs, I would never say no to you. Just pick a spot you want to go for it and we'll just get it done. Yeah. Right? You have I've, to do that. But a lot I've of women will say no and they'll say yeah. no and they'll say no. So I'm using yeah. you as an yeah. opportunity to share that with people because mm. that is the one thing that men will feel closer to you with. And mm. He might have said, okay, no big deal. One, I, I'm not, you know, it's no big deal. But later when he's like, I'm bailing, he's going to use this one mm. thing as you never gave me sex. Yeah. I resented yeah. your body. And I, I <laughs> now I get the resented your body. Yeah. It was, I mean, as a female, it was hard because um, when he's drinking and playing video games and then he wants sex, <laughs> you're just like, where have you been? Really? I'm just going to do all the dishes and all the cleaning and you're just going to play video games and wander around the house being free. Now you want me? No, yeah, I get that. I totally don't, get that. Yeah. You, but, as a female, you want 
a bit of something leading up to it. Like, let's go out for dinner first. Let's cuddle on the couch first, not just like jump in bed, let's have sex. So, but yeah, look, I've learned there's definitely a lot of learning there that has to happen. From so today, I'm going to freeze yes. you for a second. So today, yes. knowing what you know now, in this moment, we're going to keep going, but I just want to, as these moments come up, I don't want to let them go. As mm-hmm. Knowing what you know now, he's on the TV, he's playing video games, and he turns around and says, let's have sex. What do you do? And you're like, I'm not into it, but I could be. What would you say? Well, it's funny. I'll, I'll sidetrack a bit because very early on, when all the bomb drop happened, I did go back to that old marriage counsellor and I was chatting to her and I've since sort of stopped seeing her now because I'm just not getting much out of it. But she said, you've just got to start. It's like a two-minute rule. <laughs> Once you start, you go, oh, shit, actually this feels okay. Sorry for swearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, this actually feels okay. So I started to tell him about, I was like, you know what, two-minute rule. And um We'd lie down and just cuddle and kiss and yeah. What's a two-minute like, rule? Meaning you got to like, that's that foreplay? Well, just, well, not even foreplay, just in, two, in in my head I knew in two minutes' time, even if I'm not into it now, in a couple of minutes' time of just affection and touching, I am going to be into it. Right. And so you just, even if you have got a headache or you've had a bad day or you've been moody, you just got to give yourself a couple of minutes and you're like, Hey, actually, this actually does feel good. So Mm. we get so busy in our heads being mums and working and whatnot that we just, yeah, we we forget that there's that whole other aspect that also makes you happy and feel good. So yeah. And now I, now I, um, knowing now everything, oh yeah, I would be like, yep, great. Come over here. Let's sit, let's talk, let's cuddle, let's just connect. And then yeah, it'd, it'd be no problem. And honestly, the gaming and the even the drinking doesn't even bother me. But um, you do get a different you do definitely get a different version when they're going through some sort of crisis because right. there's a lot of anger underneath that. It's very hard to feel drawn or any sort of sexual chemistry with someone that's just at you. Um, mm-hmm. So okay, sorry, <clears throat> interrupted you. We were yes. at he's. So, February, he's still home. March, he's still home. He kept saying he wanted to try and cut back on his drinking. He's still doing that job he hates. Um, it's still a roller coaster of anger and emotions. Um, then one day I went out with my daughter and our, my Texan friend, we went to a musical and he said, I'm not going to drink so I can pick you up. Um, I'm, I'm going to be good for, I'm trying to be good for a, a month of not drinking. Um, but of course, he had slipped up and when he picked us up, he was a bit chatty and whatnot and I didn't say anything. Um, and I said, oh, did you have a good night? And he said, oh, yeah, I had a drink. And oh. and then he got angry at me again, it, like it was my fault. I couldn't figure it out. But it's funny now I know what I do is I just walk away. But back then I was like hassling him. Oh, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. Why are you, why are you like this? Why are you angry? Um and then the next day he woke up and said, I found myself an Airbnb and I'm moving out. <laughs> so at that point we had to tell the kids. Uh, I wanted to throw him under the bus because I was just so upset and angry. Um, but the counsellor did tell me just come at it as a united front. The less they know, the better. And we did. Um, we just said, mum and dad just need a bit of space. 
he moved into an Airbnb for about 10 days and then moved into my grandma has this lovely little crappy studio (laughs) above her house and he moved into there that was vacant and that's where he's been now for what eight eight nine months um so he's living above my family's house maybe 20 houses away um and yeah the whole year was it was shit it was 2023 can just go and right off (laughs) so what was that like did he come over did you have sex did he engage in things was he active with the children was there a horse face tell me about Mm, that yeah well there (laughs) he was he's a great dad he's always been a great dad he would come around he'd be with the kids he'd come in play video games sometimes he'd do some housework He, he still basically wanted to be the dad he just didn't want to be the husband um there was no intimacy after April. Um, he didn't want anything. If I tried to hug him or kiss him, he'd tell me I was smothering him. I still didn't know. I I hadn't found anything like you by this point and your amazing tools. Um, so I still was doing everything wrong by pestering him and trying to talk to him. And I was still going out with friends and whatnot, but I was, I was crying every day. I was just crying and I wasn't mm. eating and I was just getting, I was forcing myself up to get up and be a mum and walk the dog. Mm. That dog, I swear, it may have been an issue in his side, but that dog, she was only one at the time. She got me out and walking every day and she, mm. I think she's my saviour because she would sit at me with, with me every night on the couch and just cuddle me and I'd cry and she'd just sit with me and, mm. yeah, that dog yeah. was, <laughs> she, she's the best. <laughs> they just know. Um Everyone kept telling me that there's someone else involved. I didn't believe it. I was like, no. I kept asking him. He said, no, no, there's no one else. It's just I have a lot of demons. There's a lot of issues in my head. I, I'm i just I'm just done. I should have left you years ago. <laughs> oh, heard that before, first marriage. I should never have married you, right? So that pattern yeah. comes in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because I was just diving into all this online reading of midlife crises and stuff. I even did the mistake of saying, you're in a midlife crisis. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so um, I probably about a week or two, I, I just, people were in my ear. Everyone wants you to hurry up and move on so they can just move on. Um, so they can feel better. Yeah. So your friends can feel better. They don't have to hear you complain. Yeah. Yeah, so my yeah. my mum was angry at him, angry at him. And she's like, just hurry up and see a lawyer and separate everything. And everyone was getting in my ear and I kept getting pulled in all these different directions. On our wedding anniversary, he decided to tell me that he'd spoken to a lawyer. Um, on our wedding anniversary, it was, must have been our 17th, 16th, 17th wedding anniversary. He said, so I've spoken to a lawyer. I could have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he said, I'm still done. Um, but then in the next breath, he's like, oh, just, I don't know. Give me time. Oh, yes, we do have hope. So it was just, it was, it was almost like it was bipolar. Um, but then I, I was getting pulled and pushed a lot. And then in September, I had so many people in my ear saying just, oh, you've got to just cut it. You've got to go your separate way so you can start again and start your life again. You're still young, blah, blah. Um, I, uh, I, got, 
I sat him down and said, fine, we're selling the house. You went to a lawyer in July. We're selling the house. Again, I'm doing everything wrong by this point. We're selling the house. Let's go a separate ways. And then I'd taken the kids away that weekend. And I told him like 24 hours before I took the kids away. And then when I got back, he said, I've taken a job, transfer to New Orleans. <laughs> and I leave in January. <laughs> and I was just like, what the crap what have month I done was now? This? Was this September? This was about September. Okay. Yeah. So he decided at that point to take the job. Um, it's still nothing just felt right. My gut was still saying this isn't over. Like he can get himself out of this. Um, and then in October, about a week before I'd found your website and would listen to all your YouTube things and started reading all these articles you'd written and I was like, yeah, this, this is it. This is, this feels right to me. <laughs> what this lady is saying feels right to me. This, what I've been doing just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and then I discovered that by accident, I discovered he'd been, he was sending a photo of himself to a woman of himself all dressed up in a suit. And it looked, it was a pure fluke how I found it. Um, Godwick, uh -huh, how'd you find it? Um, he was going to a, a work meeting that day and he was, um, that week he was saying to me, oh, I might not go. He started to pull away from going out a lot. So a lot of social, almost like social anxiety um, post-COVID and, but not even that, just when you're working from home 24-7, you lose your social skills. Um, and he was like, oh, I don't really know if I should go. And I, was, I just said to him, go, put on your nice grey suit and your black shirt. You look good in that. Just go. And he used to, in the past, always send me a photo. How do I look? What do you think? Um, and this day he hadn't. And it just happened I just got on out. We have a porch security camera and I just gotten on the I was at work so I'd gotten on the porch security camera and I could see him on his phone while he's waiting for an uber and I could see that there was a photo on his phone of himself in a suit but it wasn't going to me it was somewhere in a whatsapp group you saw that on the, on the camera, camera? It's amazing. <laughs> what made me check the camera at that time and all I was doing was I was just like I wonder if he's going to the meeting and I wonder if he's wearing a suit uh, like mm -hmm. I just wanted – it was more for his own health. I was like, I hope he's going. I really hope he's going. Anyway, that's how and I discovered it. And you saw it. a picture that he was sending to someone. And it would have been a picture he would have sent me in the past. Yeah. Um, I confronted him the next day because I just couldn't do it at that point. And I said, there's someone else. And he's like, no. I said, I know you've sent a photo to someone else. I know you're, you're, you took a photo, a selfie of yourself, and you sent it to someone else. And he was like, oh, yeah, there is. But there's not one. It's, I'm talking to multiple women. And I just said to him, did this start before December 20 or 20, well, 2022? Yeah. I don't even know what year it is. <laughs> That's what happens in, in bond drop year. You just. <laughs> <laughs> it happens when you get old too. <laughs> um, and he said, yes, it did start before that. But it's it's a friendship. And I just remember looking at him and saying, you gave intimate details of what you're going through in your head and what is going through with us and whatnot. And you went to somebody else instead of me. I said, if you came to me, we wouldn't be in this position now. And he just said, I know. I have since also found out that she was a married woman and a lonely woman. So <laughs> 
that only came about about two weeks ago when he was really angry and I said what what's wrong he's like oh I've got to go and end this friendship with this lady because it's just a mess and I've got to get myself out of this mess she's just married and lonely at the time he told me there was multiple women he'd been speaking to I didn't go into any details I don't want to know it it means nothing to me Mm -hmm. um but it was almost like a weight had been lifted off his chest when I confronted him with that and he mentioned it. Um, he actually told his parents, which I never thought he would. Um, how far it's gone, I don't know. Is she secretly living in New Orleans? I don't know. Um, but it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that was really, really hard. It so was really it hard. was one woman. It wasn't a bunch. Well, he said he's been speaking to multiple women, but I think it's this one woman. And who if is I, she? I don't know. He said she lives in the same city as us, but he said, oh, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you like looking her up or Googling her. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably someone associated with one of his old work um, hmm. work teams, um, client sites or something. Um because all the communication has been through WhatsApp and that's how all those professionals talk is through WhatsApp. Um, So I don't know who she is. All I know is that she's married. And he got angry at me saying, oh, I shouldn't have told you I'm meeting her for half an hour just to tell her to leave me alone. And he got angry for telling me and I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. (laughs) so interesting though. He's going to meet her for a half hour to tell her to leave him alone? Yeah, to get himself (laughs) – he said to get himself himself out of that mess – and when, I just when patted, was that? That was two weeks ago? Oh, about two weeks ago, yeah. And I just patted him on the shoulder and I said, my advice would be tell that married woman to maybe work on her marriage and try and, you know, fix what she's got instead of, you know, seeking comfort elsewhere. Um, he never ended up going to that meeting. He, he messaged me the next day and said, oh, I got out of that thing I was supposed to go to. I got out of that thing I was supposed to go to. Um, can I come for dinner with you and the kids? I was like, yep, sure, there's plenty here. Um, so I, whether he's met up with her or whatnot, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know a lot about it and I don't need to know. It it doesn't it won't serve a purpose for me. It'll probably just upset me more. Um, so, yes yeah. and no. Let's talk about that. There are people on this planet that need to know every little detail, nook and cranny, the feelings, the facial expressions. They need to know everything. None of the people that go, I don't need to know anything. I don't care. But then there are people that say, I don't need to know anything, but they obsess about what really happened. Mm. So if you're going to be the person who says, I don't need to know, be the person that doesn't think about it later. Because mm. if you're going to yeah. think about it, Find out what it is because you know what? Our brains will will create a worser story, if that's a word, worser, <laughs> worser story than what it actually is. Yeah, they will. So that's if you, true. I, you know, every girl I talk to is like, he has a horse face and she's beautiful and she's this. I'm like, you've seen her? No, but I know. <laughs> How do you know? Because I just know. No. <laughs> I have a crystal ball. I know what she looks like. There you know. Yeah. So we make up stories. So yeah, I encourage people, if you have the stomach for it, to find out a little bit more. Mm. You know, I have women who found their horse faces and are like, <gasps> he left me for this? I don't get it. And yeah. that's the truth. It's never someone prettier. It's never, sometimes it is, but it, usually it's not. And if they're prettier, there's something mentally wrong with them. 
for them to leave their family or jump in bed with a married man, mm. there's something wrong with you. Like, yeah. why would you do that to another woman? There should be this code of ethics women have from the minute they're born that you don't fuck over another woman. You just don't. Mm. Oh, they're not getting along. They're not. She doesn't understand me. When a man says to another woman, my wife doesn't understand me, the response back is, go home and I can help you dictate to her mm. so that she does understand you because something's wrong, right? Yeah. They give up too Absolutely. easy. Absolutely. So in your case, finding out who she is, if you really don't want to know, then don't think about her. Mm, I don't. I okay. actually don't. And I think that if I'm meant to know, it's going to come out in some way. Um, mm. I don't, yeah, I don't need to know because I know whatever version of my husband she's got, she hasn't got a good one. She's right. got a messed up man at the moment. And right. she hasn't got the version that I got that I've had for 21 years. <laughs> so you're exactly right. So You're exactly um, right. And I know that version of him is still somewhere buried in there behind all that mess, but mm -hmm. um, our life's about to get very interesting on the 3rd of January when he packs up everything and moves to New Orleans. How are things going job. now? So like I said, I, I sort of found your site just before I discovered this um this horse face by this thing. And it was really funny because at the time I discovered it and I confronted him and I, I went, I went, sat at the park for about an hour and I was just sitting there and I was like, no, nah, I'm fighting for this. I want this man. This is nothing. Um, and then I started signing up to watch a whole bunch of your amazing videos, which is not even to try and get him back. It's just to make you a better person. And it's just, it's been life-changing um, and he is coming around. Like I'm seeing glimpses of my old husband again. He's doesn't get angry anymore. We sit and have a wine together. He hasn't sat with me on the couch and had a wine and a chat for since bomb drop, even before bomb drop. And now he'll sit and chat to me. But you're doing something different though. What yeah. are you doing? Um, I let go. I just focused on me and just I've let him be I don't nag him or hassle him I don't need to know if and when he's coming back I just I'm just being me and I'm focusing on the kids and I'm trying to be I'm definitely happy I've always been a very positive person but I'm just trying to wake up every day and be like okay today's gonna be good and look that it's not I still cry I was, still was crying two nights ago but he didn't um, see it though right oh hell no okay. no 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 um, but I went and got a tattoo on my wrist. <laughs> what does it say? Um, it says stronger than to remind me that I'm stronger than I think I am. And let me see it again. So you probably can't see stronger it. Stronger than. Is it in Australian? And, just kidding. No, it's That's just in I'm just kidding. It's in a script. <laughs> so it's got a little heartbeat between the two words. So let me see it um, again. It's got a little heartbeat there. Yeah, you know the little heartbeat lines. So it's okay. Just, uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it also was because I know that me and my husband are stronger than this. And you know, I have bad days, and I look at it, and I'm like, it reminds me, I am stronger. I'm I'm stronger than I think I am. I can get through this. And um, it's funny when can. he saw when he saw the tattoo. I said to him, Yeah, I said it's to remind me that 
I'm stronger than this and I'm stronger than I think I am. And I said to him, I'm stronger than you and I are stronger than this too. And I know that in my heart. And he didn't say anything, but he came back about an hour later and he goes, I really like your tattoo. And then just walked away. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. Those are the subliminal messages. I'm just planting a seed. Yeah. You're planting a lot of seeds. So So he's been great at the moment because I've been, I've just been different. I've just, I can't control this situation and I know that and it's Mm -hmm. shit but I'm hoping he can pull himself out of it and he has to pull himself out of it on his own. I spent a good part of 12 months thinking I had to help fix him and I just realised I didn't break him. This isn't, it's not anything I've done. He can throw what I did years ago in my face. He can throw my blanket in my face. It's not that and it was very relieving to know that he had a horse face and yet he was still blaming me for what I did because I think that has probably really eaten him up a lot. So mm. he's very um, different. Um, I I still have my moments. Um, his f- family, I'm not a big fan of his sister's support for it for it because well she's been divorced twice and goes through men quite frequently what Um, is she saying early on she gave him the advice of oh you know you'll learn to love again one day you'll learn to fall in love with someone new again instead of saying hey how about you work on yourself how about you try and love your wife again it's just it's she doesn't know that that's yeah. not what she knows. She doesn't know she those can't, tools. You can't, yeah, you can't teach that if you don't know. Yeah, and not that I have much to do with her. I used to respect her so much, but just, um, yeah, she just said to me, you know, one day you're going to have to let him go in your heart. And I was like, really? Am I going to flip okay. someone off again? Really? Okay, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, those, those so, people you don't want to listen to. Yeah. You don't. They, you and they get in go. your head. And, you know, I said to you, like, I still cry. I had a cry, what, two nights ago because he – um. He's planning to take the kids over to see him in April, and he's like to oh, New Orleans. Yeah, well, I think he wants to take him to um, meet into in LA and just spend a week or two and do all the theme parks Where? and whatnot. LA, Los Angeles. He's coming to LA. Yeah, he wants. I to... live here. Come. Yeah, see, I'll know. bring the kids, and I'm going to be busy doing something else. So this is my. This is why I cried because I was. Um, he's like, oh, and my sister's going to bring them over. And I was like, what? And I said, the the worst part is because he knows how much I love holidays and how Mm. hard I work. And he knows I love America. Like I love, love it. The sport, the basketball, the ice hockey. My brother and my sister-in-law are leaving on the 1st of April to go. I could even chaperone the kids over there and then just hang out with them and just do my own thing. But the fact that he's like, no, my sister's going to bring them. So I... I'm so <laughs> let's role, role play with me on that. Let's let's play, right? We'll Good, because exam. I can't figure out a perfect sentence of what to say that doesn't okay. involve... I understand why you're doing this. However, you are a prick. <laughs> so when it, when um, are the kids when are the kids planning on going? So out? they've got school holidays in I think it's probably the start of April. So just around Easter and then the start of April. They've got two weeks off. So he okay. he wants and to see when, them at that point. When is your family going? 
Oh, my brother's going on the 1st of April. So same time, my brother and sister-in-law. Okay, great. So, so have a conversation about the kids and I'm going to be you and you're going to be him. I'm going to be him. Okay. Um, And you don't want me to go. Yeah, he doesn't want. He just, I know. Almost, so we're role because playing. The, it. This is the other thing he said to me. I, I will get back to the role. This is another. Remember, I said to you, said mean stuff. He said, yeah. "I can never see myself going on holidays with you ever again." And, and I can you never say, see myself lying in bed next to you again. And you say, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense." Change the subject. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he would be like, "Well, I'm, I'm organizing. The kids are going to come and see me, and my sister's going to bring them over." Oh, when are they going to do that? In April. April. Oh, wow. Well, that's really that's really convenient. I'm actually going to go with my brother and my sister-in-law over to – sorry, so many people are calling me. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> or so, your wives needing help. <laughs> uh, yeah, because this call is going over, but that's okay. So I would say, yeah, oh, my gosh, isn't that great? You know, if you want, I can actually bring them over because I'm going over there anyway to America. I've got this whole trip planned. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of saying. And what does he say to that? You're, you're him, remember? Say, I don't know what he'd say to that. I think it, uh, it, there was a – no, he did say, oh, no, but you know I don't want a holiday with you and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. So here's what I'm – here's my, like, you know, idea. I will bring the kids over. That way your sister doesn't have to, you know, buy a ticket and be out of, you know, her world. And I'll bring them over, and then I w- I don't have to see you. I'll drop them off in the corner, and I'll be in the background making sure they're safe. And then I'll run off with my sister and brother-in-law and, or whoever they are. I'll run off with my yeah. family, and then when you're done, I'll meet you in a corner or whatever you want, and we'll, we'll, we'll get, I'll get the kids back, and I'll take them home. That way yeah. it's perfect because you don't know any – I'll be there. It would be great. I can't wait. I know. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. It's Attitude two, is two everything. Weeks Two weeks in LA, I could do it. I love America. I'm planning on going. I'm planning on going to America. I know this girl named Lori that lives in LA. She's like kind of someone I know. Super fun. I know. So that's where I'm at. He's leaving in two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Okay. But he's coming to Christmas Day. My mum invited him, even though my mum has hated him for a good part of been very angry at him, not hate, very angry so at him. So what happens Christmas Day? He's living with you now, right? Are you in the same bed? No, he's not. He hasn't lived with me for since March. He lives in my grandma's little loft. Oh, that's right. You so told me that. Okay. Um, all the, he's living in, basically he's living like a teenager. There's clothes and dirty dishes everywhere and all the yeah. blinds are sh- taped up shut. It's like pitch black and yeah. yeah so he's been living up there. Have um, you seen the evil eyes? The dark. Yeah. When did you see yeah. those? I reckon that I probably no- now thinking back, I would have noticed them about August, September of 2022, and then okay. right up until um, probably mid mid this year. Okay. I think a lot of in him has changed since the horse face was revealed, mm. and he's starting to warm a little bit. He'll hug me no problem. He'll mm. hug me no problem. And I accidentally, just out of pure habit, because I know you say, do not tell him you love him. <laughs> so he was, um, he's up in uh, Sydney at the moment with his family for Christmas, an early Christmas, and then he's coming back tomorrow. Um, and as I hugged him to say goodbye to him the other morning in the kitchen, I said, oh, have the best time, gave him a hug, I gave him a kiss on the cheek. 
And he said, yeah, yeah, well, I will. And I just said to him, okay, see, have a great time. I love you. And I turned away and then I realized what I said and I turned back and he was just smiling and he goes, I know. And he just walked out and I was like, oh, geez, I didn't even have time to like change the subject. I just, oh, oops. Okay. All right. You know not to say it, but that's okay. That's okay. I just so slipped up. But One other thing to say is don't forget, like wherever they're going, there's other people there. So don't be afraid to make it about those other people. I'm giving you a hug. Please tell your uncle and your brother how much yeah. I love them and I really want to be there. Let them know how sad I am that I'm not there for them. Yeah. Maybe next I did time. that too. Good. Yeah. I did that too. I said, make sure you say hi to your family for me and say Merry Christmas. And yeah. So um, I'm not Perfect. super close like with his family, but yeah. So mm. yeah, that's there's where we're at. There's definitely so a lot to uncover there with the family. So we'll have to chat. I want to talk to you maybe next week when he's ready to leave. So just to be clear, it is December. What is today? The 22nd. Yes. So maybe we'll set up a call next week. Yep. That'll be episode two. This is episode one. I don't, I, like I said, you guys, I have no idea where this is going, but I'm just excited to bring you some type of series that you guys can follow along. So, you know, 10 years now when you guys are happily married and again, and you know, you've got grandkids. Is that possible? No, maybe that's mm. too soon. Anyway, something. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Mwah. Mwah. You're amazing. Thank you for doing Thank this. You. I really appreciate Merry it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>